Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app today and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. Time to get it started with First and Ten with Vinny Bonsignor and Sam Gordon. What is good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Vegas Nation First and Ten. You're weekly. I'm smiling already because I'm here in the presence of greatness. I'm Mr. Sam Gordon. Uh, but before we get to that greatness, uh, this is First and Ten, Vegas Nation First and Ten, your weekly go-to for Raider news and analysis. And uh, before we get started, just want to remind everybody, that uh, First and Ten and all Vegas Nation uh, podcasts are brought to you by Station Casinos, STN Sports, and presented by Blue Wire and the Las Vegas Review Journal. Sam Gordon, we're in the uh, beautiful... Uh, yeah, we're back, uh, huh? Yeah, the, we're back here uh, in, in the beautiful studios. And you know what's the best about this? Besides just Larry Muir... And the great setup here, it's nice and cool. Man, yeah, it is. Man. Starting to get hot. It is, it is. And we do remember why, what, what that heat feel, what that, those summer football practices right. feel oh. like a couple months away. A couple, well, actually a day away. There you go. From, um, we're going to be in the building tomorrow for OTAs on Thursday. So whenever you're listening to it, um, Thursday, no, not tomorrow. I'm sorry. Two days from now. Yep. Uh, we're going to be at the facility, uh, uh, the first OTA that we're going to have access to. And yeah, for anyone that's not from Las Vegas, there's a little bit of a um, working your way back into the heat mm-hmm. phase. Like what we're experiencing right now, even though it's pretty damn hot, is going to feel like, you know, like heaven yeah. in about two months. Feel like a spring, you know, yeah, spring afternoon. This, this yeah. feels like real heat right now, yeah. but in a couple of months, it's going to feel pretty good. But uh but it's not about us. It's about uh, the team that we cover right now, and that's the Raiders. And again, we're going to get on the field on Thursday to really see this 90-man roster right now and what it looks like and and uh, who's lining up where uh, to some extent. How excited are you to, to see what this finally kind of looks like? Yeah, looking forward to it, Vinny. It's like the first iteration, right? Yes. There's, I mean, a lot of turnover. Right. A lot of turnover Ooh. on offense, a lot of turnover on defense. Yeah. So it's pretty much a whole you know, new look team all the way around. Um, really excited to see the rookie class, yeah. right? The rookies that are sort like are going to be there anyways once they're on our contract and whatnot. Yep. And then of course Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, who could forget about Jimmy Garoppolo? Jimmy G. Uh, what does that offense? What is that offense going to look like? How much different is it going to look with him behind center compared to Derek Carr? Of course, Jacoby Myers new as well. So um, a lot of a lot of change, a lot of differences. And I think you know tomorrow or Thursday we get the first look at kind of the foundation that Josh McDaniels, his coaching staff, wants to build with this group and what, could it, look, what it could look like this fall. It's interesting you bring up what the offense is going to look like with Jimmy G, right? Yep. Because I think that, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, or maybe a week ago or so, um, time is um, losing track of time, but Devontae Adams, there was a uh, article with Devontae in the ringer, and I know we've talked about this, but one of the things that he specifically said that I thought caused a little bit of, hmm, <laughs> was talking about... Um, him not necessarily being on the same page as the organization about to to kind of summarize sort of the direction of the office how to attack right mm-hmm. basically was that what you were kind of getting, yeah, getting yeah. from which I think falls on the lap of, of of Jimmy G and I don't think he's questioning Jimmy G or his talents but but I think that he has some reservations at least of how they're gonna utilize Jimmy G in this offense to attack opponents. Well, what are Jimmy G's strengths, right? I mean, over the middle, short, quick game, slants, tight ends. I mean, every, a lot underneath. Not that he can't throw deep, but that's not what he's known for. He's not. There are certainly better deep ball throwers uh, than Jimmy Garoppolo and Devontae Adams, at this, even at this stage of his career, still at the peak of his powers at age 30, uh, is great going deep and yeah. down the field. And that's one of his strengths. That is a big part of what he does. So 
having Jimmy Garoppolo, quarterback whose forte isn't necessarily the deep ball, what is that? What does that mean for Devontae Adams? What does that mean for the offense as a whole? And what does it mean for it, like you said, in either way, the Raiders are going to attack teams moving forward? Yeah, and and why that kind of remains still um, uh, a little bit in motion um, and, and wait and see is because you mentioned that Jimmy G's forte may not be the long ball, but I, I would, I would, here's my question. Yeah. Was, is it because he can't do it or is it because he wasn't asked to do it sure. in San Francisco in that offense? Yeah. I mean, very different personnel he was working with in San Francisco In San Francisco, I mean, of course you're going to throw to George Kittle, right? He's right. one of the best tight ends in the NFL. Of course you're going to, let Debo Samuel make plays after the catch. That's what his strength is. Right. You are, the, that offense was tailored, sure, to the strengths of a Jimmy Garoppolo, but also to the strengths of the personnel that they had. Right. So can he adjust his game to the strengths of the personnel that the Raiders have? I'm not sure. That's what we're going to find out. Right, and I think that that goes right back to Devontae. Like you said, he he's a downfield kind of a player and uh, gets open, um, and, and you know, uh, you can hit him long. So... I do think that that's going to probably be part of, of the offense. I mean, as well. it has to be. Yeah, right. right. And I think that uh, if you protect Jimmy, we'll see if he's going to be able to to make those uh, types of types of throws. Uh, and they also have Jacoby Myers. They also have Michael Mayer. They also have Hunter Renfro uh, still on the roster. Um, you know, they have their running game. So I I think there's pieces in place for the for this offense. Um, to be able to attack opponents. Oh, definitely. And, and have success doing it. Definitely. I think the, the rebuild on the defensive side, Vinny, we don't necessarily know what to expect there. But from an offensive standpoint, even with a new quarterback, provided that everything gets worked out with Josh Jacobs, there shouldn't be much of a drop-off, if any, right. at all. If anything, it should be better, you know, health permitting, because of, again, the differing skill sets mm-hmm. uh, of the personnel you have on the roster, right? I, I thought last year's offense certainly had that upside. Of course, Darren Waller being injured a majority mm-hmm. of the season, you didn't necessarily see what it can do. But with that being said, where do the Raiders finish? Still, like top 12 in scoring 12, or something like yeah, that? Yeah, and they dabbled in the top 10 uh, a couple of times, and, you know, a couple of bad performances knocked them back out uh, outside of the top 10. But they were hovering within the top 10. They actually scored more points last year. Than they did the year before. Sure. And that was in a season where scoring was down, period, across the NFL. Yet they were one of the teams that actually scored more points than they did the season before. Here's the other part of it. Um, you know, there was – it was a new offense last yep. year. So you were you were teaching a new offense to a new group of players. Um, there's probably going to be some transition uh, to that. Uh, but now, if you're Josh McDaniels, now you're teaching an offense – Almost well, primarily to players that have already been here for a year. Yep. So they're a leg up, you would think, on that. Um, the quarterback has been in this offense before, so he's got some sense of 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 of, of this offense. You bring in Jacoby Myers, who's played in this offense uh, before, multiple years, uh, coming from New England. Um, really, the only the only player now that you have to kind of you know Austin Hooper, uh, OJ Howard, the two young t- or the two tight ends they brought in, Michael Mayer. But but it's not like last year where it was an entire offense. Now it's just a select few guys that are going to kind of have to play catch-up. So I, I would imagine that they're starting off in a better um, position uh, offensively to really now grow from it rather than you know be from, from ground zero. No question. And with that being said, I think the expectation should be yeah. still a top 10 to 12 offense. I right. mean, there are more than enough pieces in place for that side of the ball to still be effective and, right. and for, for that for that unit to, to, to remain competitive. So uh and, and I think it's also worth pointing out, Vinny, right? Like, yes, new quarterback, not not 
Derek Carr, not Devontae Adams' friend. There's not the same kind of history there. But, right. but Derek Carr was playing in a new offense last year and Absolutely. had one of the you know least productive seasons of his career. Right. And Devontae Adams, we get it. The goal is winning. He wants to win the Super Bowl. We understand that. Still had one of the best seasons of his career, despite right. everything that was going on, the new offense, that offense not being entirely healthy, and the struggles of Derek Carr. So from a production standpoint, even if they're not on the same page, Devontae Adams is that great that I don't think it's unreasonable to expect the same kind of production, even if the quarterback in the scheme is a little different because of the quarterback. Yeah, and um, you know when you when you look at Devontae's year last year, uh, he still had a fabulous year. Right? Yeah, yeah. But there were on some fringe areas, um, you could see why the Raiders probably felt like uh, there was a lot that was left on the bone on sure, that one. Sure. And and here's why. I want to say, um, and I'm, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll correct this uh, if, if, I'm, if I'm wrong, but I want to say he was targeted 180 times. I think he had 100 catches. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, that was. I want to say, if, if, if we have it there, it might have been his career high in targets, all right, and, only, and 100 catches to show for it. There were years where he was targeted fewer times, yet caught more passes. Definitely career high. This career high, Vinny. 180 targets, caught 100 balls. Okay, so go back like the year before. 169 in 2021 is last year with Aaron Rodgers. 169 targets, 123 receptions. Go the year before that. 149 targets, 115 receptions. Right. So the efficiency. The efficiency of that, um, and like I guess you got to figure out if you're the Raiders, why were there 80 balls that were thrown to right. 80 balls yeah. that came up short. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. And it's it's more than he's ever had. So um, was that Derek Carr's fault? I don't, I can't say that it was. Was, you know, uh, what was going on that they weren't able to truly mag, and that's in a good year for him. Mm-hmm. So if you can get, you know, not only just a good year, but even a more efficient year, utilize him more efficiently, you got to figure that's going to help the offense. And yeah, and pays dividends for the other receivers as well. So, uh, it'll be interesting. I mean, that's what makes this week so interesting, I think, right? Is that we get to the very fundamental stages of seeing how this thing comes together. And it's the first time that we are going to have access since yeah. those quotes hit the airwaves. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the STN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. We'll find out from uh, yeah. from Devontae. I, I have a feeling like... Um, much to do about nothing. Much to do about nothing. Yeah. A little much to do about nothing. And, and, and right? what's your, Yes, exactly. <laughs> Uh, another great writer like Sam, <laughs> like yourself. <Vinny. laughs> so here's the thing too: is um, this whole thing about not seeing eye to eye on how to attack necessarily? Oh my goodness, we're in May. Yeah, like you're not game planning for anybody just yet. Yeah, you're installing your offense. You're getting you know things uh, you know put together further uh, to do once training camp hits. But Figuring out how to attack opponents and how to utilize your offense is a week to week proposition. Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna, those are conversations. Uh, and here's where I think this is a this is you know uh, what 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 maybe some people are, are are overlooking in that is Devontae legitimately has a voice in the whole process, which is a, a sign of respect toward him. They're not just like letting him talk; they're actually listening to what he has to say, whether or not it always comes to an agreement. That's you know never going to really happen, but they are giving him, allowing him input. And There's I think, dialogue. Yeah, yeah, as the season goes on, 
on a week-to-week basis, while he may have some misgivings here in May, come the third week of the season, maybe maybe everything is good. Maybe they're all on the same page or as close to the same page as you possibly can be um, You know, when, when that happens. i got to ask you a quick question, though. Yeah. You mentioned the quarterbacks. You mentioned... Uh, you know, uh, Jimmy G, you mentioned the guy he's replacing, Derek Carr. I got to ask you this here. So, I don't know if you're following Raider Twitter over the weekend, uh, but uh, but a picture of young Aiden O'Connell, mm. the uh, Purdue rookie, fourth round pick, um, what shows up. He's in Los Angeles. There's a, a every year they take the you know, the NFL sends a group of rookies to LA. They take pictures. You know, they go through all learning and symposium. Symposium. Yeah. that's the word. Yep. What number jersey would you guess that young Aiden O'Connell is wearing? Raider jersey. Take a wild guess. Was it number four? Maybe? It was number four, which caused a big uh, to do from some uh, you know parts of the uh, Raider fan base, which was too soon. Like you can't, you can't. You're letting the rookie quarterback wear Derek Carr's number. This guy had been here for nine years, holds all sorts of records, and I get that sentiment. Well, first of all, I'm going to ask you. Yeah. Um, is that something that the team should have stepped in and said, maybe give it a year? No. <laughs> I, I agree. No. I agree. It, look, I think Derek Carr is a fine quarterback. I've talked about that on our podcast several times. I think Likewise. he's more than capable. And we'll be very interested to see how he does in a different situation in New right. Orleans. But the facts are what they are, Vinny. It's not a guy that won three Super Bowls for you. They don't retire numbers. Yeah. They don't leave any numbers off limits, whether you left last week or we're here a year, you know, nine years, 10 years, whatever the case might be. Heck, Charles Woodson, you know, hightailed it to Green Bay after eight seasons with the Raiders. And the illustrious number that he had, number 24, that he wore with honor um, immediately yeah. went to Michael Huff a rookie from Texas. Like they didn't, there was no leeway. There was no buffer zone. There was no, oh, we got to give this a year or so away. Um, the, the other part of this, what the conversation kind of be, became um, from from one segment of the uh, of, of Raider Nation was that it was another sign that Josh McDaniels is a control freak and he doesn't, you know, uh, he's not adhering history and not, um, re, you know, respecting, you know, uh, history and culture and all that kind of stuff. And number one, how ludicrous would it seem or come off if Aiden O'Connell went to the um, equipment manager and picked number four, which by the way, there's 90 players on the roster right now. Right. Only <laughs> there's a there's only numbers. a handful of numbers. Yeah. And everybody can have one through like the single digit numbers. They're available for open, other players now. Right. Yeah, it's a not new just role. quarterbacks. So uh, I looked at it and there were only a certain number. Like if you get three choices to make, right? 18, 12. And I think that's it because Josh Jacobs looks like he's going to number eight. So um, anyway, uh, regardless, what, how, how, if the equipment, if he said to the equipment manager, yeah, I'll, I'll wear a number four, you know, after, after the equipment manager tells him these are the numbers that you have available. And then the equipment manager goes over to Josh McDaniel's office, who's, you know, got a million other things to worry about. Say, coach, you know, uh, Aiden O'Connell wants to wear number four. What should we do about this? And then for McDaniels to say, no, like how, that's a control freak, right? That would be stepping out of your bed. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, look, just because somebody, just because Aiden O'Connell is going to wear number four, doesn't mean Derek Carr didn't do some great exactly. things for the Raiders in number four. Right. It doesn't mean that Raider fans 
Can't remember him finally in the right. number four silver and black jersey. But I, to me, I didn't even. Th- I mean, they're moving on. Right. What are they supposed to do? Yeah. For he's on another team too. He's it's not mo- like he retired he, or anything. He's moving on. Right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So anyway, I just thought that that was kind of. I know it's May, so maybe the uh, storylines are, <laughs> are running a little dry. But there was a legit controversy uh, about this, and uh, the last thing I'll say is for any reason. If you were to, if McDaniel's was to tell Aiden O'Connell, no, you can't wear that number. If I'm Aiden O'Connell, I'm like, you know, like, so you're basically telling me that I'm not good enough. What, what, like, what, you've never done this before. This organization sure. has never. Yeah. Why in this case? So anyway, just uh, time to move on. Yeah. And it's not a disrespect to anybody. Not at all. Um, not one bit. Well, I'll ask this question though: If the Raiders did retire numbers, would would Derek Carr's number be retired? Oh, jeez. That is a fantastic. I don't. And I love I don't, Derek. I don't think so, Vinny. I, no, I don't think so. No, I mean, and and again, Derek Carr had a very had a, a very good career here. Respect he, the heck he, out of him. I think he he had to navigate a lot of tough totally. situations. Uh, but they didn't win a playoff game while right. he was behind center. They didn't go to a Super Bowl. They didn't make three or four runs to the AFC Championship. And this organization has great court has historically had right. don't you great have quarterbacks have? Jim Plunkett, Ken Stabler that have. Reached Rich Gannon, Rich even Gannon. that have reached the highest of levels. So, no, I mean, I th- I think look, that doesn't mean he wasn't a great player here. Doesn't, no, it doesn't mean that fans can't appreciate him. But I, I think the ret- retired numbers—that's the highest honor that uh, in sports that a franchise can 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 give to a player. When it is you, the highest honor. When you go to Staples Center and you see all the Laker numbers that are retired, and there's a, a bunch of them, right? Um, even they have, like, I could sit here and make an argument that, wow, you know, Derek Fisher deserves his number to be right, retired. Byron Scott was part of a bunch of championships. Sure. But the Lakers from the very beginning said, in order for you to get the number retired, you also have to make the Hall of Fame. You have to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. So they drew that line and have steadfastly honored it. And that's it. So there's a bunch of uh, Robert Ory. You can make a case that Ori's number could be retired. Sure, sure. Um, huge contributor to multiple championships, but he's not in the Hall of Fame, so he's not get, unless he if he gets into the Hall of Fame. So you have to have some sort of um, you know line that you have to draw. And and this is you know for each franchise, right? Like maybe a franchise Detroit. like Jacksonville. Okay, Jacksonville. Right? Yeah. yeah, Detroit, where there's not as many great players. The the barometer is isn't as as high, right? But the Raiders have had. Some of the greatest players to ever play in the NFL. Right. On both sides of the ball. Super Bowl champions. Yep. Known for winning. Tons of Hall of Famers. Yeah. So, Derek Carr, it is what it is. His resume doesn't quite stack up to some of the other greats in Raider history. Doesn't mean he wasn't the franchise player for several years. He's moving on. The Raiders are too. Right. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, Quickly, before we get out of here, um, I want to talk about the defense and want to talk about what your – uh, going to be keying in on uh, in OTAs when we're out there on the field as you start looking at, you know, whether it's, you know, Tyree Wilson. Definitely. Who, by the way, is wearing number nine. That was another number that got, you know, because uh, I believe that Aiden was going to go from 16. Nope, that's Jacoby Myers' number, a veteran. All right, I'll take nine. No, we already gave that to Tyree Wilson. You know, so, so uh, uh, Tyree wearing number nine. Why is he wearing number nine? Because he was number 19 in college and DJ Turner is wearing number 19. So, and here's the other part. Last thing. Yeah. Who's to say after cuts are made and everything like that, when the roster goes to 53? That numbers don't change. Some of those numbers yeah. might change. Yeah. Uh, but I digress. Defensively, what are you, uh, wh- wh- you going to be keying in on uh, uh, when we get in there? Definitely the, just 
what the pass rush looks like, what the defensive line looks like, and just kind of what things are working on with Tyree Wilson, right? The kind of the understanding, at least that I have right now, right? All the tools are there. The production is there. And at the NFL, it's about refining just kind of the yeah. finer points. So what, how, what is the process with his development going to look like? And how does his presence going to affect the defensive line right. and the pass rush at large? Because, I mean, like we've talked about for years, Vinny, great defenses tend to start with a great pass rush. Getting after the quarterback, it makes every other job for every other player out there easier. You have Max Crosby. You have Chandler Jones, who did come on. Look, not a good season by any means for him, but he came on late. He His had, numbers, yeah. Yeah, he came on late. And two great veterans that have done it at the highest level right. to work with Tyree Wilson. So how does he affect this group, and how does that group as a whole affect the defense big picture. Yeah, and um and and when you when you talk about those great defensive lines, um historically and especially recently with more rotational football, it's bodies, it's amounts of yep. bodies. Like good players though. Yep. You can't just throw anybody depth. out there. Yep. Having quality depth in order to um you know keep guys fresh and just throw waves of players at teams. And that's why a Byron Young uh, comes into play. That's why, you know, last year's rookies, Neil Farrell and Matthew Butler, are they ready are they to ready? take sure. steps forward? Um, you know, so uh, so there's a lot to, I think, along that defensive line because, uh, as Sam mentioned, getting after the quarterback from your front line just helps everything else uh, in terms of your defense uh, and the operation in the, in the back end. Because I'm going to definitely be taking a look at cornerbacks and safeties. Sure. Because uh, that's changed over a little bit as well. Yeah, and I, I did, you know, with that being said, I did think there was a chance that the Raiders were going to go, you know, corner mm-hmm. high, a little higher. They didn't. They went pass rush. Totally understandable decision. But with that being said, how does that secondary look? Because, you know, they struggled on the back end last Yeah, year. they did. They struggled everywhere. Yeah, they struggled. On every yeah, level. Yeah. As, and that seems to be a recurring theme. And I and, and honestly, for the, for the, for the Raiders to – to you know, truly move forward in a meaningful way, they've got to get that defense squared away. So uh, I'm with Sam. I think offensively, um, they're going to be able to generate some points. Um, but it always goes back to all right. But are you always are you having to outscore your opponent and your own defense uh, along the way because your defense has given up uh, uh, too many too many points? Um, or can you get some help from that side of the field and start turning some of those close losses uh, into into wins? But that's a long ways off. Yep. Uh, however, we'll get our first glimpse uh, on Thursday. Looking new little roster, yeah. Yep. Brand new. Absolutely. And we can't wait to report all of that to all our great listeners and all our great followers. Uh, you're why we do this. So uh, so uh, check us out next week uh, because we'll have a full report on what we see this week uh, and set up what we're going to see uh, next week. And as a reminder, uh, again, uh, we are uh, brought to you by uh, Station Casinos, STN Sports, and presented by Blue Wire and the Las Vegas Review Journal. Larry Mira, thank you for everything that you do. Sam, My great man. job as always, and we'll man. see everyone next week. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the STN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there.